Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. On today's show, Ahan Rungta of the Count It Sports podcast comes on the show, and we do a round of Nationals 2021 buy or sell. Also, some Nationals 2020 free agency, I guess you could say, buy or sell. I will make some claims about a potential happening in the 2021 season, like Anibal Sanchez is part of the starting rotation, and Ahan will tell me whether he is buying that storyline or he is selling that. And so he and I will go back and forth. Really good conversation. He, I, he and I had a couple that we disagreed on, and it's kind of fun to think about where this roster could be heading in 2021 as the 2020 season uh, winds down. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Davers here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020. On the show today, it is our good friend Ahan Rungta of the Counted Sports podcast. I went on his show a couple weeks ago. So we're kind of completing the second part of the home and home, if you will. And uh, we're going to do a fun game today as the season winds down for the Nats. Only five games left. Technically still in it, but uh, really not still in it. And we're going to play a little bit of buy or sell. I'm going to make a statement about the 2021 Nationals and who's going to be on the team, what's going to happen, things of that nature, and just kind of thinking about it now. And Ahan is going to give me his answers, whether he is buying or selling it. I'm going to give mine as well, too. And so the first one, also, too, I mean, we'd start here. I mean, the Austin Voth complete game yesterday, followed up by a Yadiel Hernandez first career home run, and the Nationals, you know, winning two games, winning the first three games of this series, winning four in a row now. A weird spot to be in, but I mean, kind of a nice way to end the season, right, for the Nats? Yeah, I mean, the Hernandez home run caught me completely off guard. I mean, the whole day was kind of just like, like people were saying, oh, get on the tank train. We want them to lose, but I don't care. It's the Phillies. I want them to win. Um, I'm always really on the train of the MLB draft order. really doesn't matter that much. So I want to see wins, and especially against the Phillies, that's really refreshing to see from both uh, both and uh, first career home run for Yadio Hernandez. That was, that was good to see. Yeah, 32-year-old rookie Yadio Hernandez. So uh, you like to see that for him. All right, statement number one, are you buy or sell this? Anibal Sanchez is start of the party yeah is uh, part of the starting pitching rotation in 2021. He's on the book for $12 million next year. The Nationals could buy out his contract for two. He's 37 years old. He's got a, he's three and five of the 6.8 ERA this year. He's actually had a few good outings lately. But for me here, the big thing is that he's, he's shown ability to bounce back before, but at 37, that's a lot of money. Uh, Han, what are you thinking here? Buying or selling him being part of the rotation? Yeah, so already we're starting off with a tough one because the instinct is he's going to be 37, let him go. We don't really want to invest our future in somebody who's 37. But to me, if you look at the uh, quote-unquote advanced stats, uh, in 2019, I mean, 385 ERA surface level, that's not bad if you have Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin in the rotation. 385 is not bad at all. But if you look at his stuff uh, and sort of the fastball locations, uh, the spin and all that kind of good stuff – the drop-off from 2019 to 2020 hasn't even been that much. It's just that people are barreling up the ball more off of him. So I think a lot of this is just him getting a, uh, a bit unlucky. And so for a very strange reason, I just think that the Nationals will realize that Anibal Sanchez can bounce back. You mentioned he's had a couple of good outings recently. 
I think they actually do take a chance. So I am uh, buying that Anibal Sanchez will be part of the 2021 rotation, at least to, to start the season. Uh, that's an interesting point you make about, yeah, you know, maybe it's some of it is him being unlucky. And I think another part of this too, you have to think is, yeah, they've got the front three with Strasburg, Scherzer and Corbin. And then, you know, we're going to get to Eric Fetty here in a second. But if you have Sanchez, then you've got four, and you really only have to worry about your fifth. Another thing it does is, you know, while he's on the hook for $12 million, I mean, if you're going to go out and get another starting pitcher and you're going to make an effort to get a good guy, you know, it's, it's going to cost you probably in that neighborhood, no matter what the contract is, you know, you'll probably be in that same range unless you wait till the very end of free agency to go and get a guy. So I think the kind of, you know, consistency of, you know, he made 30 starts last year and he didn't miss a scheduled start this year, I believe, either. So there is some consistency there, uh, and I kind of like that idea. That that kind of brings us to the next one. Buy or sell, Eric Fetty has a spot in the rotation in 2021. 27 years old, for me, this is a really tough one. Walk and hit numbers for me are too high, but his performances this season out of the three guys in the back part of the rotation, I've been most impressed with Eric Fetty. Um, I think he's had the, the number of good outings he has had you know, especially that last Braves one where he was lights out in the beginning of it. Uh, it's, you know, he's, he's made a strong accounting of himself. And for me, I'd, I would buy this. What are you thinking? Yeah. So again, like you said, this is a tricky one, 27 years old to me, opening day, it was just like, Oh God, Eric Fetty's going to make a spot start against the Yankees. We are doomed. Uh, and he actually does pretty well, holds the fourth down and we win that game. Uh, and he showed spots of brilliance uh, so far this season. Again, I think, like you said, walk and hit numbers are pretty high. Um, and I'm actually going to go ahead and make a bold take here that Will Crow is going to start off in the starting rotation, not Eric Fetty. So I'm selling on that at least to start the season. I think obviously injuries are probably going to happen, whether or not we like it or not, whether they are severe or not. So I think Fetty has a chance to make a lot of spot starts. And I think he's going to fit that role uh, next year as well. Um, could be a long man out of the pen. Um but I sort of see Eric Fetty as a pen guy uh, who can give you some valuable innings if somebody gets into trouble. And if something happens that he needs to be thrown in the starting rotation, if Will Crow disappoints, then Fetty goes right into that starting rotation. He's the first choice. Um, but I'm selling on the fact that he's going to start in the starting rotation. It's funny because I'm, I'm the other way. I think he will be. And I think Crow is a guy who can replace him. Because, just because I, from Crow this year, they've put him – I mean, he's had to start in, like, the, the, the second game in a bunch of doubleheaders, and it's been difficult for him so far. I like him long-term. I just feel comfortable with the way that Eric Fetty – he just feels like he's got more at his disposal with the, with the pitches. And there's a reason why the Nationals drafted him so highly. And so I think that we've seen a bit of positivity, especially this last month, to, I think, warrant a spot in the rotation. And a lot of this, once again, is also going to come down to spring, right? I mean, we're hoping they do have a – we're hoping that they have a, a spring, you know, a, a full spring training, and they're able to assess Crow and, you know, maybe even Joe Ross. And, I mean, God forbid Austin both somehow finds his way back and gets a chance right. to make, make a case for himself. But I, I like Fetty. If Fetty can keep this up at least and doesn't look like a completely different guy during the spring – I think he can get that spot, but I'm interested to see what that battle for fifth looks like. Cause I think it is going to be some of the guys who are in house, right? I, I think the nationals are at the point now where they need to start getting some of these homegrown guys into the rotation, right? Yep. And they have a lot of good ones too. Yeah. They do have a good number. All right. 
the next one. So uh, we're at a point now where buy or sell, the Nationals go out and get a starting pitcher in free agency. It sounds like you're going to sell on this one. Uh, so uh, this is – I'm going to actually um, get you on a technicality here. So I think this is going to get – uh, this is going to depend a lot on Anibal Sanchez. Right. I'm actually buying just because I think that the Nationals will get somebody really cheap just for depth. Somebody mm. like, I'm just throwing a name out here, like Colin McHugh. Didn't pitch this year, opted out of the season, but very cheap. Uh, has experience. The peripheral numbers are, are actually decent if you look at the advanced stats. Again, uh, his stuff, the last time he pitched, which was in 20, uh, 2019, pretty good. And my Red Sox uh, signed Colin McHugh, and I was like, that's actually a pretty solid option for number five, and he was going to earn under $1 million. So I'm going to buy just on the technicality that I, think, that I think that they can pick up somebody who could or could not be a starter and actually ends up getting a spot like Colin McHugh, but there's some names around that salary, cap, or salary area as well. Yeah, I mean, once again, this, this is one of those that's going to depend uh, you know, on what the Nationals do with Sanchez, I think. I mean, even if they do keep him, you're right. They might go get somebody for the sake of having depth. But, it, you know, if Voth goes or, you know, if, if Voth is not part of the um, – is not part of their plans next year, at least from a starting, starting perspective, yeah, I think they go and grab another guy. I think they have to get at least one, right, um, with kind of, you know, the way things have been going. The next one, well, let's move to position players now. All right. Oh, excuse me. I meant, yeah, number four. I missed that one. Number four, Steven Strasburg competes for a Cy Young Award in 2021. And this is, I mean, they expect him to be back fully healthy. There's a part of me that thinks actually that the time off this year might be benefiting him. Uh, you know, just he kind of, you know, had it, even, even though he had a longer uh, offseason, getting back going was just difficult for him. That injury was bothering him. And I think we're going to see him come back if he is the guy that, you know, they, everybody says, hey, it'll be totally normal. I think there's a really good chance that he's a guy compete. You know, if he can be 2019 Steven Strasburg, he's definitely going to be crea- um, you know contending for a Cy Young. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with you that the time off could be very beneficial for him in a pretty much lost cause of a season. Uh, kind of getting more of that time. We know he's had a little bit of injury uh, concern before, and the Nationals have before shut him down, and it's benefited him when he's come back. So I'm buying uh, on the fact that. Steven Strasburg competes for a Cy Young. I don't think he finishes top three because the National League pretty deep. And with the DH now, National League actually might out hit the American League this year. And there's a lot of guys that are actually familiar with the hitters in the National League that I think are going to have or are touted to have a better season than Strasburg. So I don't think he finishes top three, but competes. Absolutely. I, I see fourth place, fifth place upside with Strasburg. Um, we know the quote-unquote breakout was in 2019. Obviously, World Series MVP has done it against very good offenses. And with Scherzer getting older now, I think some of that Cy Young love uh, that the voters give to a guy like Scherzer and maybe somewhat ignore for Strasburg, I think Strasburg is going to start getting that love with the voters as well. So buy on competing for Cy Young. Tonight's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Indeed.com. Even though sports took a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time. And there's no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search 
that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to have been three and a half times more likely to get you a result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it faster. Try Indeed with our free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. I agree. I agree. All right. Let's move to now the position players. Buy or sell Carter Keyboom is the everyday third baseman starting off the 2021 season. Season's over due to injury. He's only 23 years old. The Nationals could put Starlin Castro at third now that we know we, Lee Garcia could play second. I think they've got to get some more confidence in Keyboom. I think they mishandled him this season. This season. We talked about it on your show, but sending him down and bringing him back up, and he's done a bit better as of late, but it, it was not a smart move, and it did not allow him to get some confidence. And I feel like as of late, he's been playing a bit more freely. So I like the recent Carter Keyboom we're seeing. Still need to see a lot more from him. What do you think? Everyday third baseman, or at least the planned everyday third baseman for the 2021 season on opening day? Yes. Yeah, so the thing to me here is the pivot point is Luis Garcia, who we'll talk about uh, a little more in a bit. But the pivot point is Luis Garcia. Um, obviously, Starlin Castro, they signed him on a two-year, what was it, $12 million, something like that. And at the time, I thought that was actually a steal because the man can hit. Uh, was hurt this year, goes down. I want to see Kibum be the everyday third baseman, um, have Starlin Castro maybe off the bench. Um, dip, again, depends on Luis Garcia a little bit, what they see in spring training. Hopefully we have a full spring training. But I'm actually selling because I don't think the Nationals will prioritize Kibum, even though maybe they should, uh, just because you got one more year of Starlin Castro left. Start Starlin Castro at third base on opening day. Start Luis Garcia at second base. Um, so even though I don't want this to be a sell, I'm going sell just on what I think the Nationals' plans might be. Yeah, I, I agree with you on this one just because, you know, they want to get Castro's bat in the lineup, and this now brings us to number six. I think they want this guy's bat in the lineup too. Luis Garcia, the, se- the everyday second baseman starting off a 2021 season, buy or sell. I mean, the defensive stuff does give you some pause. He just needs to refine it. There's too many plays. Like, you know, we saw the other day in the first game against the Marlins where Max threw a gem. He had a throw that cost the Nationals a run from like 10 feet away, pulling Eric Thames off the bag. Stuff just can't happen. But, I mean, his bat is so good, and especially on a team that needs to build around the few very good bats they have. And he's, you know, looks like he could be a good one, but the two for sure good bats we know the Nationals have are Turner and Soto. And he looks like a piece that they could, and we think Castro is going to be a pretty good hitter to him. He was in the beginning and has been for the last few years. But Garcia looks to be another one of those guys, and – I think for that reason, he's got to be, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm buying the hell out of this one. Uh, I think Luis Garcia is going to clean up the defensive stuff, hopefully. Again, say it a lot. Hopefully there's a spring training. He can clean up that kind of stuff. I think the loss of Anthony Rendon is going to give the Nationals a lot of reason to prioritize offense. Uh, obviously, a lot of question marks, even with a guy like Sterling Castro we just talked about. So I think they're going to prioritize offense. His at-bats were – one of the most, some of the most exciting we saw this season. I mean, Juan Soto, Trey Turner, obviously the two top bats. But after that, in terms of how 
consistent, his best, where Luis Garcia was probably the most exciting. Um, I like the fact that, obviously, very young, worked a lot with Juan Soto. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Luis Garcia starts at opening day, on opening day, as, at second base, and his offense is going to be good enough to uh, keep him in the lineup. I agree. It's, I think this one's pretty, uh, it's a pretty cut and dry one. Number seven, buy or sell. The captain, Ryan Zimmerman, starts opening day at uh, 2021 at first base. For, this one is a, is a bit trickier just because we obviously don't know his, you know, his personal situation, um, you know, because that, that could factor into it. And where, the, you know, if he opted out of the season and things aren't fixed by 2021, you know, I think there could be a good chance that he might not do it again, um, might not play again. And then at that point, you know, he's getting pretty up there in age and, you know, but I think if things are safe, I think Zerman might, you know, come back for one more year. I, I, I'd, I'd buy this one. What do you think? Yeah. So uh, you mentioned starting opening day, 2021 first base. So I actually think that Zerman is pretty much almost a hundred percent going to be on the opening day roster. Uh, looking at maybe the last year of his career, um, it gives, gives, gives me a, a little bit of a tear to think about him right. leaving, uh, leaving baseball, but I think we're looking at the last year of Ryan Zimmerman's career and assuming he doesn't opt out, I don't think he will. Um, he will be on the opening day roster. And I think uh, Dave Martinez will want to put him out there on the field on opening day. Uh, it is a home game. And if there are fans, I think Ryan Zimmerman's going to be prioritized at first base. The one thing that made me double think about this is look at the options at first base uh, on that day scheduled to face the Mets at home, uh, probably facing Jacob deGrom. And uh, of the options at first base, the only guy that has good numbers of Jacob deGrom is Eric Thames, right. who I think will return to the Nationals. Uh, I mean, four for six with uh, three extra base hits off Jacob deGrom. So I think uh, Thames is going to get priority in the uh, lineup. And the question is just who's DH? Is it Howie? Um, and Howie has right. terrible numbers off deGrom. So I'm actually going to buy this and say that Zimmerman plays first base, Thames DH on opening day. Yeah, and I think the plan is, you know, between those two guys, everything they can get more production from. And I'm not, I'm not anticipating a massive power output and a, a big surge back for Eric Thames next season. I would, I would much more, I think it's much more likely that Zimmerman's able to kind of put together a more consistent season. And if he does that, I, I think he's going to be the guy that we're going to see much more at first and also too defensively, you know, especially if they do have a DH and they can put Howie there. I think they'd love to have Ryan uh, at first for the most part next season. All right. Next one, buy or sell Adam Eaton is not a member of the 2021 Washington Nationals. He's 32. He's owed $10.5 million uh, next season. He has a $1.5 million buyout. This is the first season he's hit under 230, I believe, in his career. First season, I uh, was on base percentage below um, below 300. And so they the Nationals need more production from right field. Like, I'm not even sure Adam Eden at his best. He was a really good complimentary player. But they need somebody – who can hit from that position. Like you look across the league and the top guys who play right field, they are producing in the lineup. That is a position where you get a lot out of. And the Nationals are not. I think this is a position where they might save some money and try to get somebody else to fill that gap and give them a bit more of offensive oomph. And this could be a position where, you know, maybe if they miss out on JT Real Muto, they could, they could spend on this position right field. What do you think? I completely agree with every point you make. Um, as much as I love Adam Eaton, and I still love the trade. Some people say, oh, we shouldn't have traded for Adam Eaton. That's bullcrap. Uh, he helped us win a World Series, was a big part of that, despite of what we gave up. I love Adam Eaton, but I agree that uh, 
you can cheapen up a little bit here. I don't know if cheapen is a word, but to cheapen up a little bit here and uh, go after a guy that is uh, maybe less expensive. And, and I talked about the uh, depth at starting pitcher in the free agent market, and I didn't really like the depth. That's why I said maybe give Anibal Sanchez another shot. I just mentioned Colin McHugh. Not really a bunch of other guys that I like at that position free agency. But I don't think that's the case in the outfield. You have a lot of guys that could produce uh, more offensively than Adam Eaton. Uh, Kevin Pillar, even a guy like Nick Markakis, who's like, what, 55 years old, he can still hit. Uh, Robbie Grossman, uh, even a guy like Jake Marisnik can be good defensively and can get hot offensively. But I think you're right, they're going to prioritize the offense. Even a guy like Jock Peterson is paid less than Adam Eaton right now. And we know that what Jock Peterson is capable of offensively. So I think there are way too many options uh, for you to invest heavily in Adam Eaton. So uh, yes, I buy. He will not be a member of the Nationals in 2021. Yeah, I'm interested to see where the money frees up. And I think this is one of the spots where it does. They, they do have some guys coming off the books, but this is one where they've got the flexibility to save themselves some money and maybe push it towards going after and getting a bigger piece. Um, and somebody's younger and it can be a part of the lineup in the future. All right, buy or sell, Juan Soto finishes top three in NL MVP voting in 2021. Uh, from a numerical standpoint this season, it's impossible for him to win MVP just because he didn't play enough games. He missed the first eight. And then from an average standpoint, though, this is where it gets – I mean, he's been amazing. Second batting average, first and on base, first and slugging, first and OPS, all those in the National League. Uh, I mean, if, if it's anything like this season – well, here's the, here's the deal. His, his claim to MVP next year might be contingent on the supporting cast, right? Like, I, I'm not sure it's going to be a Juan Soto issue. Uh, I'm going to sell this just because I'm not positive right now they're going to have the necessary supporting cast to allow him to drive enough runs. Right. Yeah, so uh, you bring up a great point about the counting stats. The voters are big on that. But here's the thing. Uh, first of all, the case against is Juan Soto's defense, base running, we know MVP voters love the defensive metrics. You can agree or disagree on how good those defensive metrics are. When 2019, he was a gold glove finalist, even though I don't think necessarily he deserved it. I can name a bunch of other left fielders who were better defensively. But why? Because his defensive metrics were near the top of left fielders in baseball. Uh, 2020, those defensive metrics completely out the window. Uh, he It shows on paper that he's not a great defender. So, it's all going to come down to the bat and he's got to put up eye popping numbers somewhat like for the DH to win an MVP. It's going to have to take a lot. I think it's going to be very similar for Soto. So it becomes difficult. Here's the thing though. I think the supporting cast gets a little bit better. I think they let Adam Eden go and pick up a better offensive bat. I think Sterling Castro uh, hits better this season without the injury. And we know what Trey Turner is capable of. So here's the thing. If Jose Altuve can, win an MVP in 2017 without ha having uh, counting stats to his favor, despite hitting second or third most of the season. And if Harper can win an MVP, and I know the Harper expectations in his MVP are that's, that's lofty, but if Harper can win an MVP without driving in 100 runs, Juan Soto to me is the best left-handed hitter in baseball, so I'm buying. Soto will be second in MVP voting in 2021. Who do you think is number one? Uh, that's more of a toss up, but, uh, I'm just going, I'm just going second just because I don't think he's going to get I was wondering if you actually had somebody in mind. Uh, all right. We have two more here. What real quickly here, JTL Rio Muto is in a nationals Jersey in 2021. Ryan Clintac made a weird comment the other day about how, you know, it's up in the air with, with this contract situation. 
And if I'm the Nationals or the Mets or whoever else you, know, you want to catch or, you know, of his quality, I'm starting to chomp at the bit to get a chance to talk to him and try to convince him to sign with my team, especially with the way the Philly season seems to be spiraling out of control. Uh, what say you on this account? Yeah, so uh, I am selling hard on this. Uh, I think the Phillies – I think the whole talk about what people say about, oh, we're in contract talks. This is true of all sports, by the way. I don't really take much into account for that. I mean, what we, what happens in the clubhouse, what happens between players and organizations, we don't know that no matter what we see in the media. Uh, I think JT Romuto will resign with the Phillies. Phillies kind of crashing right now, uh, partly in thanks to the nationals. Uh, I think they're going to be desperate to keep some of their uh, star power. And I think when we talked last, I mentioned the difference between the number one catcher in baseball, which is Romuto and the second best, whoever you think it is, that difference is just way too much in the Phillies at least they will think that it would be stupid to let him walk, especially go to a division rival. Because if you actually take a look at his numbers, he's been in the NL East his entire career. The one team he doesn't hit great against is the Nationals, but against every other team, he actually rakes his entire his entire career. He's done that when he was on the Marlins and when he was on the Phillies. So I think the Phillies re-sign him. I know the Mets are another uh, big team that are that are trying to get in the Real Muto conversation. But I just think Real Muto signs with the Phillies, uh, they would want to keep uh, the best of the best at that position. Yeah, and also, too, I mean, with the, the amount they gave up for him and having to see that yeah. the amount they gave up for him uh, all the time, you know, on the Marlins. So uh, I think that's, that's something that comes into play here, too. All right, last one. Buy or sell 2021 Nationals return to the postseason. We have no idea what that looks like, but I'll just give you the, you know, it could be however many teams it's going to be and whatever the circumstances might be. But the Nats make a return to the postseason. Yeah, so I can go on and on about uh, what the correct number of playoff teams should be, what the structure should be, whether or not the attempt at this season is a good one, and we're about to see. Here's the thing. I don't know if the sweet spot for the uh, number of playoff teams is 16, or sorry, I know it's not 16. Um, it's going to be less, especially if we are back to 162-game season. So it's going to depend on the number of playoff teams. However, I do believe that we'll have more playoff teams than the usual uh, because they'll somewhat like the experiment this year, whether or not you like that or not, that's a topic for another time. But I don't think the nationals are well equipped to win the division. I think the Braves with Soroka back are still going to have the better team. Even the Phillies uh, could work a little bit on their bullpen and get back at the division talk. So I don't think the nationals win the division, but I do think, yes, I'm buying. They will return to the playoffs. Again, a lot of this is going to be health, but like I said, the offense is definitely going to improve, I think. Uh, Luis Garcia, um, Sterling Castro, going to be uh, less injured. Got to pull a lot of the right strings in the offseason and spring training. But I think the Nationals will sneak into the playoffs. And you never know. You just got to sneak into the playoffs for a deep run. Yeah, especially with their pitching, too. Um, I think they're going to be I think they're going to be equipped to. I, I think that if they do spend the requisite cash in the offseason, they should be right back in the mix. And I, I thought this season was going to be a down year. Uh, I was—I forget if I said they'd make the playoffs. I, I thought that they were going to be just on the edge. I think I said either a wild card on the outside looking in. But I felt like this season was just it just what they went through last year. It was okay to take a step back and then kind of you know refocus and then keep moving forward. Especially they kept some of their core and obviously they're committed to it. Last year, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin still under contract, and we'll see what they do with the pitching. But with Soto and Turner performing as well as they are right now. Um, it just feels like that you, you've got two premier players like that. You can build the rest and at least make the playoffs. So I'm with you on that one. 
All right, Ahan, I appreciate you joining us today. Please uh, tell me where can they find you on social media? Where can they find your show? Uh, give us the whole, give us the, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So first of all, I really appreciate you having me on. Always fun talking mm-hmm. nationals. Uh, so yeah, thanks for having me on. Hopefully we can talk sometime soon again. Uh, my Twitter is at Ahan Rungta, just my full name. Uh, my podcast, have a link on my Twitter as well, anchor.fm slash count dash it, available on Spotify, Apple, uh, SoundCloud, uh, and Anchor uh, as well. So uh, yeah, thank, thanks for having me on. Really, really appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. We always appreciate your time. Make sure you guys also go check out the Locked On MLB podcast and the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. All these things are part of the Locked On Podcast Network.